0: Hey there, Wedding Pro. This is Karen Hunt on the Celebration Pro Podcast. I am so excited to bring you all things to help empower you as a wedding professional and illuminate your dreams through confidence and connection so you can focus on your passion and celebrate all the wins. I've been in the industry over 14 years and as a former six-figure wedding planner and luxury resort wedding specialist, my passion is seeing other wedding vendors flourish in their business. As your personal Wedding Pro consultant, I'm popping the bottle and pouring you a tall glass of valuable topics from mindset growth to actionable income producing activities. We are breaking through that glass ceiling you've created for yourself to become the Wedding Pro you've always envisioned to be. So cheers to you. Let's get into it. All right, today we're going to do something a little bit different. I thought, you know, maybe I could dive into some wedding trends or things that I've been seeing posted a lot on blog posts, maybe talk a little bit about the new generation or have another episode about shifts. And I just thought, you know what, what if we just had a semi-honest conversation about wedding business? And the reason I say semi-honest <laughs> is because we are pulling AI today. So instead of having a guest uh interviewee we are going to have chat gpt interview moi and just see where it goes i have not read these questions so this should be a pretty interesting and definitely an organic authentic conversation so um strap in and let's just see where this takes us So uh, here we go. I'm asking ChatGPT to have an interview with me as a wedding expert asking questions related to running a successful business. And Mr. GPT says, sure, I'd be happy to conduct an interview with you as a wedding industry expert. Let's delve into some key aspects of running a successful wedding business. Number one, let's talk business strategy. What motivated you to enter the wedding industry? All right, well, Mr. ChatGPT, Uh, If you have been an avid listener, which clearly you have not, (laughs) you know a little bit about this story. So uh, basically back in the day when I was in college, I changed my major five times. I was in college for five and a half years. And for the majority of that, I was not a fantastic student. And the reason I'm telling you all this is because I just Felt out of place. I was in psychology and business and marketing. I even stepped into hospitality and felt like that wasn't the space for me, which is kind of surprising being that I have such a career in that area. So what happened was my best friend, of course, who knows me better than I know myself, she looked back on my life and said, Karen, you grew up in a house that hosted everybody. Our door, like my parents' front door to this day, is a revolving door. Not literally, but figuratively, people are coming and going all the time. Not only that, but we were so into the details of making the experience for guests incredible and consistent and exciting and things that people would talk about and invite their friends, right? You're kind of seeing the pattern here. And going into college, she was like, you definitely need to get into the party planning space. But not only that, you've never wanted to have a boss. And it's true. I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, I won't get into it. But back when I was seven years old, I started my own marketing company. Um, Of course, not legit. (laughs) But you know, fast forward to that moment, she said, you know, look and see if you can be a party planner. And I said, there's not a degree for that. But lo and behold, I was actually going to a college that had the number two school for uh, in, in the nation for hospitality management. And they had an event management track. And so that's really how I got into it. I started taking those classes. And not only was I like lit up and loved it. And obviously, I've really pulled this a very long way through my life. <laughs> but I started getting A's in classes. I started doing really well, getting very excited, getting close with the teachers and pulling people together on projects. I even named one of my projects, the same name that I would then later name my destination wedding planning company. That is how, uh, you know, immersed I was into it. So that's really how I started in entering into the wedding industry. And then from there getting internships and whatnot and working with venues. Okay. Question number two under business strategy, Mr. ChatGPT says, how did you develop your business strategy for the wedding industry? You know, and this is something where I think as business owners, especially when we're talking about starting in the early to mid 2000s, we didn't have these uh, so-called gurus or coaches or mentors stepping up and saying, hey, here's the business strategy, Right for a low, low cost of (laughs) $9.99, you can get my business strategy and all my swipe files and all these things. We didn't have access to these oh so supportive tools and minds that can really help us start a business or pull ourselves forward, you know, into a more broad capacity or into our goals. And so back then. I was kind of winging it. I'm not going to lie. But I didn't realize that I actually had a strategy. (laughs) And it's a strategy I teach to this day. So uh, while I was throwing spaghetti at the wall, the spaghetti was sticking, which was great. And the way I did that was I really looked around and said, this is what I want to do. What is it going to take for me to get there? So, you know, seeing opportunities around me. Submitting, applying, having conversations about my goals, just doing whatever it took to create, a, you know, the dream come true, is what I did, um, and that's really the the t- strategy I have and the strategy I teach. Tell people about what you want to do. Leverage the relationships you have, of course, being mutually beneficial. I always like to drop that in because that's important. We don't want to use and abuse people, (laughs) but we want to look around and say, okay, uh, you know, here's a job fair full of opportunities. Let's go. See who's going to be there ahead of time. Make sure we have a strategy going in that we're talking to the right people. We're bringing in our mentors and saying, Can you please introduce me to so and so? Like using the circle that you have to create, again, more abundance, more insight, more knowledge to expand whatever the goal is that you have in front of you. Okay, under business strategy, the next question. Uh, from our interviewer here is, can you share some insights into identifying and targeting your niche market? Ooh, I like this one. So uh, a very common strategy that I have is really honing in on what your brand values are. And this exercise was originally very difficult for me to sit down and think, okay, well, what are my brand values? It was actually easier to think of the things that I didn't want more so than what I did want. Like I don't want to work with difficult clients. Like that was an easy one. Right. But to think about, okay, well, what kind of client is it that I do want to work with? Right. Figuring out who that ideal client is and then figuring out how to market all of that. So I created an exercise where you, you think of a time in your life that was absolutely amazing. And you think of five emotions or adjectives around that time to uh, really become your value words. And when you find what those value words are, it can help you hone in on who that ideal client is. For example, uh, my value words from last year were celebrate, empower, illuminate, confidence, and uh, connection. And if I wasn't able to, in some capacity, include those five words in an opportunity in front of me or or with a client experience, uh, it was likely not the opportunity that I was willing to take. So I suggest that you really lean into what your mission is, what your values are. Um, and then after you do that exercise, really figuring out, okay, well, who is this client that matches my aesthetic when it comes to these things? Okay. All right. So Mr. ChatGPT asks, I don't know why he's a mister. He could be a gal. Um, but anyways, moving on <laughs> squirrel moment. Okay. Um, Number two, client relations. You know why I say he's a guy? Because in one of our group coaching spaces, we call him Chad and we just gave him a guy name. So that would be why. Okay, number two, client relations. This is just the second topic going into question number four. How do you build and maintain strong relationships? Oh my goodness, I think there's like eight topics here. So we're just going to pick one from each moving forward. Otherwise, this is going to be a two hour episode. And quite frankly, probably a masterclass. Okay, here we go. How do you build and maintain strong relationships with clients? Well, we just went into a lot of that. um, And that's going to be going back to that business strategy of really leaning it like like doing an audit of the people around you and really leaning into the people who are not only looking to run with for themselves, but looking to bring people with them and then being that person too. like think about the traits of the people that you want around you. And then Pull those traits into yourself so that those people want to reciprocate that feeling, right? Um, Okay, the next one is around trends and innovation. Okay, cool, because I wanted to talk a little bit about trends today. So Mr. ChatGPT, thank you so much. Um, Here we go. How do you stay updated on the latest trends in the wedding industry? I was just talking about this. I just did a story about it. And the, the thing here is going to be to... Like write down all of the different blogs, Google it, have all the different blogs in front of you that have to do with our industry and maybe even some like fashion blogs, like some, some like slightly out of industry blogs posts. Right. And then I want you to look at them all and think about the, about your brand and which of these matches your brand and then subscribe to their newsletter and have maybe four of them. Like you don't want to kill yourself with these. Right. Right maybe have like somewhere between one to five that really light you up and make you excited and then have those pump trends to you. Like they're all there, right? Whatever they're writing about to their viewership is going to be on trend. And that's really going to help you to stay up, up to date. All right, next one. Marketing and branding. Okay, this one's easy. We're going to get in and out of this one quick, you guys. What marketing strategies have you have you seen that are most effective for your wedding business? word of mouth marketing. Hello. (laughs) It's the number one form of marketing and it is also zero dollars, which is amazing. Um, And so when it comes to your marketing budget, you can really leverage word of mouth marketing so that you can put dollars in other areas of your business that uh, also are income producing activities. Okay. Uh, Number five topic is around challenges and solutions. What are some common challenges faced by wedding businesses and how do you overcome them? Ooh, um, let's see. Well, one, I'm going to go with, I'm going to pick two so we don't go too far with this. But the first one is going to be ghosting. I Could we just like, I'd like to ghost the word ghosting. Can we do that? Can we just remove that word from, like it doesn't need to be a verb. It really doesn't. So <laughs> when we're talking about ghosting, oh my gosh, everyone's ghosting me. Where is everybody? I'm getting all these leads and nobody's responding or people are in the DMs or whatever it is and they're not getting back to you. This is your more than likely this is on you because what you're doing is you're ghosting the client while you're over here hemming and hawing and upset and pity party and whatever about your ghosting issues. You could be using that time and all that energy towards your follow up game. So don't ghost your clients. You think they're ghosting you, they're actually being human beings. They're doing the opposite of ghosting and they're being human beings and present in their own lives (laughs) because we all have a lot going on. And instead, you are ghosting them. You are this invisible creature (laughs) just sitting there watching and waiting for them to act. Don't be the ghost. Okay. So that's the first one. Um, another common challenge. I want to think of one that I haven't really touched on in a while. Let's see. Another common challenge. I would say, uh, the communication from planning and then to wedding day, right? I feel that there were often times, especially in the beginning where we would try and pull all of these different details together with the intention that everyone was on the same page. But then wedding day came and it seemed like everyone had had a different conversation with me, like something got lost in translation. We would always pick up the pieces, but it was frustrating. And I see this time and time again where I'm looking at, the documentation that is given out to the vendors, and it's so lacking. It's a list of vendors and the timeline for the event. That's not enough information. So this kind of goes along with that idea where like your website should be so transparent and have so much information that any question that a client would typically have, like any FAQ would be there. That should also be your wedding day outline. Uh, and this, this is from a planner's perspective, but honestly, if you are the rental company, you should know what is being served for dinner so that you can CYA and make sure that they have the right uh, table setting for the dinner that's being served. Now, yes, it is whoever orders, it's their responsibility to order the correct items But on wedding day, if you're not double checking what your vendors are doing, it's going to create a speed bump that then turns into an emergency And why don't we have any teaspoons on the table? Like that's just, it's just silly things like that, that would make my head spin. And so we would get extremely detailed with our outlines. We would be following up and going through orders with vendors two weeks before, also sooner than that, but like that would be the final, uh, and thing, you know, things to that degree. So, uh, I won't go too much further on that, but I just want, it's something I haven't talked about here on the podcast and something that I see so often, gosh, when I was a venue planner and I would have a wedding planner, send me a timeline and a vendor list. I would, I would, I'm like, when are load in times? Who's bringing what? I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> and oftentimes these lists would be um, inaccurate or incomplete. So please, 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 dot eyes, cross T's, follow up, combine forces, get to know your vendor team uh, and, and have those relationships where everybody wants to show up at 110%. Okay. Oh, this is great. This is going right into number six, team management. How do you build and manage a reliable team in the wedding industry? Oh, hey. <laughs> well, you have your internal team, right? And then you have your external team. So you might have a different strategy for each. I think the main thing for your internal team is understanding what their goals are as human beings. And I say that because that's going to be in the in the business and out of the business. Like what is it that they dream of for their life? And how can you as a business owner support what their dreams are, that's going to show that they're valued and show that you care about them, that they're not just not just a uh, an employee or a minion. <laughs> I, I remember when the assistants would be like, "Oh, I'm just Karen's minion." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you're so much more because I couldn't do this without you." Uh, and and then for those team members that are outside, really building the relationships again of those people that are going to help get your business where you hope for it to be. And then having again, all that communication. If you're working with a vendor, say on a wedding next weekend, and you've never worked with them before, start talking to them now. Don't, don't worry about networking with them on the wedding day. They're gonna be busy. Like let's start talking to them right now. And how can we uh, start curating a relationship that moves further than just the event ahead of us? All right, so let's go into number seven here. Uh, Industry, ethics, and professionalism. Let's see. Oh, gosh, okay, there's three questions here. Let me see which one would be the most helpful for all of you. I like this one. How do you ensure ethical practices within your business? And something that's been coming up a lot in conversation is... That we have this new, this new uh, generation coming, right? And they're they're not only becoming our clients, but they're also working with us. And so we have a lot of green vendors coming into the industry. And I'm just hearing all of this chit chat about what do we do? Is this right? Like, how are we supposed to compete and all this comparison and imposter syndrome? You know, if you've been in the industry for a while, like just, and you're you're doing well, keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting the word about, out about your business. Keep using your referrals, right? And be the person who has their eyes open to new opportunities. I see it All the time where we find ourselves feeling uh, intimidated by newcomers. we A wall goes up. There's so much comparison. And our ego gets in the way, quite frankly. So what do we need to do is look at all these newcomers. Which of them could really help you in your business? Where is that talent that matches what you do that you could not only... And bring a fresh perspective to what you do, right? Because they're going to have so much insight into how to market to this new generation coming in. Not only that, but be the mentor, be the person who's willing to rise together. We we really got into this culture of uh, collaboration over competition. We've been hearing it a lot. And then all of a sudden, it was like everybody pumped the brakes and we're freaking out about this new wave of talent coming into the industry. And I really think that the people that are going to do well are the ones that are going to have open arms to those who are willing to collaborate in it with income producing uh, actions and projects. Right. And it's going to be the the ones who close their doors and don't want anything to do with Anybody who's green or just coming into the industry because those thoughts of, well, well they're just doing this because they uh, they liked planning their own wedding and now they want to do it themselves or they're they're not they're going to get eaten alive and you know all these different thoughts like why don't we just help them? Why don't we have conversations with people? Have a conversation if they're a great fit for what you do, try them out, work with them, give them a chance. You never know where things are going to go. We have people in this world who didn't become incredibly successful until later on in life. And there are people in this world who are incredibly successful coming right out of college, even in college. Sometimes we have those like rare unicorns that (laughs) are like geniuses when they're in middle school, right? But I'm talking about the vast majority of success is such a wide range of age, that it's not always about experience. Sometimes it's about fresh ideas and uh, having, uh, what is it? What is the word I'm looking for? Like being in the present, really being in the present and being able to forecast or think of ways to fill in in a gap for again, a new generation, a lot of what we're going to be doing this year is learning about Gen Z and learning about how we can start transitioning our businesses to speak to those people. Um, okay. So that's industry ethics and professionalism, which we could talk about forever, but we're going to move on to the next one here, which is adaptability and flexibility. Can you provide an example of a situation where flexibility was crucial to the success of an event? Oh boy. Well, let's dive into one of the hardest situations that we had to deal with um, when I was a wedding planner. And that was, we had a wedding that was planned very close to hurricane Irma and They moved the wedding to a new date, and the new date (laughs) was the same weekend. I think it was like a weekend or two later, and a tropical storm comes. It's an outdoor event. They have a tent, but when it comes to tropical weather conditions, that tent isn't going to hold. You're dealing with a lightning issue. It's going to be raining sideways, and however the wind is going, swirling. You do not want to have your wedding outdoors in a tropical storm. this is where having a very knowledgeable vendor who has great connections in the area is of utmost importance. Because we were able to call our contacts at indoor resort spaces to say, do you have an event going on? And can we bring our catering, our rentals, all these other things to your event? I came up with not one, but two options. My client was thrilled. And so this just goes back to, and yes, she got married indoors with to ceiling windows, looking out to the gorgeous Caribbean colored ocean. Was it overcast? Was it raining? Yes. Was she dry? Was she happy? Yes. Gorgeous photos. Everything came out beautifully. And it was all because I had such great relationships with the vendors. I cannot tell you this enough. So the example of the situation where flexibility was crucial was based off the fact that I had flexibility because I had those, um, those resources in my pocket being, being those uh, venues and the vendors who were available to help make the miracle happen. All right, Mr. ChatGPT, that is enough for today. We've gone through all eight uh, topic topics. If you loved this uh chat gpt interview. <laughs> now again, chat GPT was here asking the questions. I was certainly answering them um as well, best as I could for you on the spot. Uh if you loved this and you want to offer maybe another prompt, we could definitely do this. Like maybe I'll do this once once a month and I can ask in my stories. Prompts that you uh would love for me to ask Ask ChatGPT to ask myself. Uh, Maybe we do this once a month. This could be really, really fun. Um, And just another new way to introduce AI into our space. Uh, I hope that you guys are all having a beautiful start to the year. I'm celebrating your business. I'm celebrating you. And I'm wishing you a win. If you loved this episode, if there was anything that you got out of it where you're shaking your head yes, or you're jotting down a note or, you know, the little light bulbs are going off, please, please, please leave a review. It means the world, not only to me, but it gets this information out in front of all the other industry pros where we can really help level up and ignite and illuminate the industry, the wedding industry as a whole with Celebration Pros. I appreciate you so much. Um, So drop that review, share the episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. I am beyond grateful to have you here on Celebration Pro Podcast. And I celebrate you for taking the step towards growth in your business. If you loved this episode, it would mean everything to me to hear from you by posting a review or sharing with someone you know would love it too. I'm wishing you a win today, and I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Until then, I'll be celebrating you. XO.